Sup. 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 Okay, this sucks. Let's roll the intro. Experience tranquility. more content than a three dollar pack of ramen i'm ski free yeti thank you for joining us on the iris today joining me today as always we have npc we have ensol who unfortunately has a scuffed camera today so instead you get uh well about what he normally looks like and specs uh up at the upper left hand corner as well uh good to see you guys week one's in the books feeling good feeling good horrible week horrible, horrible. week horrible week horrible. <laughs> everybody have a horrible week nick uh no i'd say it was pretty good yeah i mean i can't complain it was pretty good to me i think it worked out pretty well so uh anyways uh to the point uh week one is in the books guys there was a lot of matches and i do want to go ahead and show you guys uh just how the uh how it all ended up working out this week so taking a look at the scoreboard obviously a lot of matches to work through here uh aimbots 3-1 over harmony and chaos alt at four falling to prodigious three to one uh one last ride debuts and takes out eclipse three to one as well tough luck takes invictus three to one commit debuts and dominates instant lock with a four zero meteors also dominates in their uh victory over infius gaming four zero as well uh, taking a look at the addition, at the Harmony tier, we have Careless Pandas taking out Undead Battery with a 4-0, uh, continuing that hot streak from the preseason tournament victory. DDoS takes out Spare Change 3-1. Illusion takes Pacified pa Pythons 3-1. Fighting Potatoes fall to Overtime 3-1. And then we have a, a trio of 4-0s uh, with Minty Hippos beating Boop, Maelstrom beating the Holy Jalapenos, and Karma taking out the Jetpack Cats. That's our... Uh, that is our uh, weekly roundup there. Uh, and then taking a quick look as well, we do have our two feature matches. Uh, first and foremost, our kickoff match was between uh, the Comets and Vitamin C. And Vitamin C takes the big 3-1 victory. Uh, we're gonna spend a little time talking about that match here. NPC, uh, what did you have to take? What did you have to take from that one? Uh, I thought it was a 3-0. I thought one of those maps was a draw. Uh, the Comets were actually down their main tank mm -hmm. and uh, Captain uh, Gil. So um, they had a little bit of roster trouble getting into it, kind of a late start. So I feel like they, they put up a fight uh, against Vitamin C. Vitamin C is one of the one of the tougher teams, I think, uh, in, in, the, in the Harmony tier. So I feel like Comets kind of coming in with mostly fresh faces. Um, 
they, they did what they could do, uh, but without without their dedicated main tank player, I feel like they just kind of, they kind of got rolled over. Um, but um, I mean, we're, we're, we still have good things to see from comments. I feel like it was a good game to watch. I liked seeing the draw. I felt like uh, the comments were going to make a comeback there, but they just couldn't pull it together. Yeah. Any any other takes from you guys, Specs? Uh, what did you take from that match? Yeah. Um. I think the game would have been a, a lot different if Gil was there. Um. You know that that's a missing your main tanks. It's it's hard. Um. But Vitamin C looked very very solid. Uh. You know, obviously took took the L in the uh the preseason tournament final, but you know bounced back really strong and. Look like they're a team to, to really compete here. All right. And I will say it was kind of interesting. Uh, Specs, I'll get to you in a minute here. Um, this match really could have gone either way. There was a big momentum shift on map one on Li Zhang. Uh, a massive C9. Uh, the point-clinching C9, really. It was 99-99 on the second map. Comet's already taken the first map, and they stepped off the point. Point-clinching C9. I mean, you go from being up 1-0 and then drawing on Paris to being down 1-0 after the draw on Paris. It's an entirely different match at that point. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the Comets 9 that uh, was unfortunate. <laughs> oh, the Comets 9. I love it. Uh it's all did you get a chance to take a look at that match? Anything anything you took from that one? Uh I'm just in agreement. Like I, I agree with Specs. Um as hard as it is to say that I do. Uh I think if Gil <laughs> was there, uh things would have been very different. Um Vitamin C still looks good, though. Um, I mean, they showed us why they made it to the finals in the preseason tournament. Um, but Gil being there, different match for sure. I agree. I think Gilamed is a linchpin of that team. Uh, I will give a lot of credit to Kitty Baka and Orca stepping into that main tank role. We saw Kitty playing a lot of the Orisa. Orca stepped up as well, playing that Reinhardt for them. I mean, they didn't look bad. There was it wasn't really like a slaughter or anything like that, but they were missing some of that leadership presence and that dedicated main tank, without a doubt. So, uh, big ups to Vitamin C bouncing back from the uh, preseason tournament loss as well. Uh, they did a good job taking care of that match as well. And again, uh, we're going to go to the other feature now here, and that's Otaku versus Renovadio. Renovadio came in with a lot of steam, and Otaku, a lot of negative talk. Well, not exactly how things turned out, didn't it, guys? 3-1 victory for Otaku, and I gotta say, Dally and Pyro, the DPS showed up in a big way. Who needs smugs? Who needs smugs anymore? But that, who? Who's smugs who? Who? Yeah. who? That's basically what that boiled down to. So it, it was it was an interesting match to watch because it was an absolute domination uh, from the DPS from both teams. Both DPS looked insane. Everything else, they, they, they played fine. But the DPS for both teams were just popping off, exchanging four, five, six, seven Ks in the case of Dally. Uh, it was crazy to watch. Uh, one of my favorite things about that match, if you go back... Uh, Please go back and watch that match because it's really fun. The Paris match, particularly. Um, I was casting that. And I may have lost my voice casting Paris because Otaku pulled off a, a really neat little strat on point one on the first attack, which was the Symmetra strat, kind of like a little sneaky telly around the backside, sneaking over to the point. And it was, oh, cool, that worked the first time. It's going to be tough to get the second time. Then it worked the second time. And I was like, okay, now both teams are tied 4-4. There's no way it can happen again, right? Red of Audio is going to catch on eventually, right? They didn't catch on at all. It worked a third time. Dally got another 5K. I, I, I don't understand how these things happen, guys. I don't. Like, no. I, I, want, I do want to say that the casting was probably my favorite part of watching that match. I mean, as scuffed as you seem to think it was, I thought it was hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was great, great. And, and yeah, it was... 
You went full cryptic force. I did. I I lost my voice. It was bad. I could I didn't couldn't believe I reached that octave, but more importantly, I couldn't re- believe that Dally reached that level of DPS. I mean, at one point he popped off with a 7k. I mean, that's a play. I mean, if we were doing plays of the week, plays of the plays of the season, that's a play of the season nominee right there in week one. Uh, Nick, you had a chance to watch the match. What would you take from it? Um, I don't know if Otaku was it. I, I don't know if we overhyped Renovadio or if we just underestimated Otaku. Um, looking at the match, um, I think maybe Renovadio could have played better. Didn't play as we thought they would. Dally popping off was insane. Uh, like you said, that that Paris was. I don't know if I can say that it was just like it's sad to watch that same thing happen three times. Um, being the team that it happens to, yeah. But being someone who's watching it is just <laughs> such a good time. It's amazing. It was so much fun to watch. Work three times. Loved it. Uh, Specs. I-, I know you had some hot takes about Otaku. Yeah, yeah, I did. And Reda, I mean, and both teams really. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's can we can we cash in on those takes a little bit here? Yeah, uh, we're gonna chalk it up to Renovadio making four roster changes over three days. Um, I think that's that's something that's absolutely crippling to any team morale and team cohesion. Um, that right there can change a lot. A blind blind score find it's not find it finds it's not once in a while. So uh, you know, Otaku, the, they look good. I think their coaching there really led them to the victory. Uh, again, their DPS really did pop off, but still worried about them. So, still worried about them. Like only three wins this season. Not gonna Maybe go there. Four. Maybe four. Maybe um, four. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, still a very, very solid team, and I, obviously, we can see what they did now. They obviously have a lot of strats they're gonna be able to pull out, but that can be exposed three, four weeks into the season. And teams will catch up on it, going back and watching VODs, going back and seeing, you know, where the weak points of teams are. I think there's a couple to kind of point out and really focus on, but I'll keep that keep that kind of quiet there. <laughs> now, now all, all I have to say about that match was hashtag NPC was right. Yeah, come okay. on. I'm the only one. I'm the only one who voted that said Otaku was going to win this. Yeah, you also said Jetpack Cats over Karma. Let me keep, uh, hashtag NPC network. was wrong. Okay, okay. All right. thank, uh... you. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Goes both. <laughs> all right week one's in the books guys any particular surprises stand out to you uh specs you go first yeah you know let's get the elephant out in the room only thing more cringy than alt f4's twitter is their overwatch play yikes yikes that was a rough match to watch um really expecting more of them i obviously was kind of memeing on them a little bit last week but again this is it's week two so might as well double down uh real worried about them too so yeah, Alt F4 did not show up to that prodigious game. Nope. I, I, that's honestly one of the biggest things that stands out to me is it's almost like they weren't even there. And it's disappointing. I expected a lot better from that entire team. Um, for me, I think the biggest surprise is Commit. Uh, they looked insane. Um, I was able to watch back the VOD. Uh, I still have faith in Instalock, but I have a lot more belief in Commit right now. Um, that team is going to be a serious threat come season's end here. I think we'll be talking about them a lot near the end of the season. NPC, any thoughts? 
Um, I think the biggest surprise for me this this week was that there weren't any map fives. There was zero. And for a, a community tournament that we had last season with so much parody, um, I, I feel like we 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 round to see at least one. I mean, we we had what fifteen games played, one being played right now, right? And we haven't seen a single map five. And um, a lot of the games were very one sided. And as much as it pains me to say it, hashtag Specs was right. I, I feel like you know we're not seeing that amount of parody now. A lot of the teams are established teams that have been playing for months and then some of them are teams that are just now getting started and some of those teams have been practicing for maybe a week tops and i feel like you know just like with the otaku match i feel like team synergy is going to overcome individual skill almost every time and last week you guys were like well, i don't know 300 sr it's a big gap but i think we proved that you know teams that work together that practice together that play together you know, they're the teams that are going to win out. And as of right now, half the teams in our tournament have not won a map. And the difference between first place and last place is one game. So just play together, stick together, and tough it out. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason to throw in the cards right now. You yeah. can just, uh, just keep playing together. That's, that's really all you got to do. As a reminder, this team that won the championship last season, Otaku, lost their first match last season. They didn't win a map, actually. So... Point of reference for you guys, it's not an insane thing to start 0-1. It's a long season for a reason. You know, it'd be pretty boring if one match really determined your fate in this tournament or in this uh, season. So, uh, Nick, did you? Did, what were your big takeaways from this week? Uh, the number of 4-0s. Um, that's a lot of 4-0s on the board. Um, I was expecting 1-2. We came out with, what, 7, if not more, I think. Yeah. I can't. I probably can't count. Half, half um, the half you games. count if you count for a yeah. three o two. Yeah. Yeah. Half half the games were just one sided and score. Now I didn't manage to catch all of them. Obviously, couldn't go back to watch every vod. Um, but I, I don't know. It just it's weird to see so many four o's now. Then comparing it to last season with how close every game was, that that for me is a huge takeaway. Um, I also thought Holy Jalapenos were going to pull off maybe at least a map win or two. Um, I think that just talks about how, how strong Maelstrom actually is. Um, mm -hmm. Since preseason, we've been talking about it. They're serious contenders, and they're a team to be scared of in, uh, in the Harmony tier. I would agree. I'm really excited, actually, for this week's match. With uh, I think this will be, because as a reminder, and it's a match that we'll cover in the predictions later, the Fighting Potatoes versus Maelstrom is going to be an interesting one because... If we remember last season, Fighting Potatoes, their one their win of the season, their one win last season was against Liquid Nova, former what is now Maelstrom. Maybe a revenge factor there. I think Maelstrom looks like a lot better of a team, but I also think Potatoes look like a better team too. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes down when we get to that. But uh, anyways, week one's in the books, guys. Uh, there was a lot of excitement going on and a lot of streamers uh, for the community as well. Uh, we had a little video put together to show you guys some of the action from the streams. Uh, so if you want to pay attention here, we'll have that up for you right now. For the land of the free. Two, one, fighting! fighting. 
Mine's asleep, mine's asleep. Like run anti, run anti, run anti. Alright. Okay, oh, are they going bridge? Oh! You don't like corned beef They're sandwiches? Fantastic. That sounds gross. Yes, those Dude, are fucking dude, amazing. Like cor beef Dude, are you high, are you high right now? No. Oh Nice, don't nice. see nine, don't see nine, don't see nine, don't see nine, don't see nine. 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 Shit. Oh. Oh, I'm on Risha, I'm on Risha, I'm on Risha! Dude, no, I missed! They rest far, they rest far mid, far mid, far mid. Summer, 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 help me, help me, help me. Mark, help me, help me, help me. Mark, go, 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 It's time to nut up or shut up, bitch. Just because the backs are against the- Nut up or shut up! The backs are against the motherfucking wall. Let's fucking go. Ryan, 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 no! 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 The suck in the Reinhardt charge knocked me away from point. Oh no! Damn. Only one we've been running. You're on Doomfist. Oh. I still don't remember what I'm on. Oh my god, I just sharded. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I just sharded. Oh no, that's not good, man. <laughs> All right, we hope you enjoyed that little video put together by Impers. Hopefully we'll be seeing those throughout the season. Uh, working on some of the audio issues that I know were there, but uh, we'll get that around. It's cool stuff there. Thank you, Impers, for putting that together. Uh, we want to get to the next segment here today, guys. So with the Tranquility Community returning for its third season, there are a lot of players who returned as well. We've seen several move on and, I would say, graduate from the community and have blossomed into Grandmaster. We see Dunzo. We see Nerdables. We see Horus, they're off doing their own thing now. But there are a lot of people who've returned and who really look to make an impact here in Season 3 for Tranquil or for the Tranquility community. And we want to spend some time talking about them. We're going to start off in the Harmony tier, and we're going to specifically look at supports. And now, Specs, I know you had a few supports in mind you wanted to bring up. Yeah, so I, I think the... I'm going to bring up three here. I think the three that really stand out to me are uh, Race FPV of Boop, uh, the core and then mix ready. Um, I think those three, they've been around for pretty long time here in the community. Um, you know, mix is obviously really, really, really well known for his, uh, Lucio play. His boops are ridiculous. He gets some, gets some plays that just aren't possible. It seems like, but, uh, you know, somehow always stays alive, is able to come back to the team and, uh, you know, very big playmaker for, for DDoS, uh, for the core. He's, he's a very solid player that, that, you know, at the end of the day, is a lot of the the success of the the, the potatoes last year. Jeez, I can't talk. 
um you know very solid player he he his positioning is great his his in-game leadership is fantastic and i, I really think he's going to do a lot with that team this year and then uh race fpv um you know i i think the the biggest thing that stands out to me on boop right now currently is, is race um you know his play and, and his you know leadership for that team is also going to be super important um you know really out of support players i look for a lot of leadership along with with in-game you know skill i think these three players have both so can I, just, can I just say yeah. it's a crime that you did not include cryogenics in that list I, it is an absolute i know he, crime. He's, fan, he's fantastic he was a number four um but I, I think that really shows how good the supports are here disagree 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 so strongly on that one uh mm -hmm. i mean obviously I, I can't say i'm not biased i mean i play with cryogenics he's on my team and i'll put this simply cryogenics is you know, if, if we kind of break down the team into the body parts, Cryogenics is the brain of the team. You know, in the end, like, when I look for a player who I know is going to get the job done when we need it to get done, whether it's an honest sleep, whether it's a perfect biotic or biotic grenade, whether it's a perfectly timed transcendence, uh, well-played mercy, you know, I mean, one of my favorite plays that we saw recently uh, in the last match was Cryogenics on the mercy, popped his ult, to throw himself in front of our ulting Farah and eat like five or six bullets, stay alive, and then go chase down the enemy Farah and kill him. So not only enabled the Splinter 3K, but then chased down the enemy Farah and took care of him himself. Cryogenics is a support genius. Um, and in my opinion, he is going to be not only the, the best support in Harmony tier, he's going to be an MVP candidate in Harmony tier. So... I mean, that, that's just me. I, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip on Cryogenic. I, I want to bring up one other name, and I think NPC, you talked about them before too, was Crossfade. Yes. Yes. Uh, just, uh, I remember playing against Crossfade last season, and just that dude can stall a point. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he doesn't get the crazy boops like Mix Ready, right? I mean, Mix Ready, legend has it, he got a boop on Anubis somehow. But, uh, you know, Crossfade, he will just stall that point and stall that point and stall that point forever. He's unkillable. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know that's 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 uh, I mean it's so hard to pick a good support because harmony is the harmony tier is just so full of them. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, that's one thing I will say with the harmony. I mean, I think support mains have a lot of hard time climbing a lot of the time because they need to kind of latch on to players sometimes because they don't want to get saddled with bad DPS. Obviously, things have changed now. Now we have the the roll queue coming out that's going to help. I think a lot of support mains. So um, another support that I want to bring up as well, and as somebody who we didn't talk about, is uh, another potato, and that's Sneaky Kittens. Uh, team captain now for three seasons. Um, Mercy play is outstanding. Uh, the Ana is definitely a continued improvement. Uh, we're seeing that throughout. Um, and then in addition to that, throwing the Moira. Uh, Moira is now suddenly coming back into relevance again. Uh, it's you know, <laughs> One thing I will say about the potatoes, through everything they've had, the one thing they've always had is good support play. And, True. you know, with this season here, who, who knows how the rest is going to go. Um, we're going to continue the conversation on the, the DPS guys. Uh, NPC, you know, you had a few uh, in the Harmony tier returning DPS. Returning DPS players, it was it was really hard to pick a top three. Um, I, I picked a few that, that I, I know the most and I can talk about the most. Uh, I think Kurt from Illusion. Uh, I just, I, I saw his plays last week. It just just fantastic every single map and you know they lost one map and guess what he wasn't playing i mean i'm, I'm not saying you know he carried or anything but 
I mean, you know, the numbers don't lie. Uh, it, I've seen him play every hero, uh, and he's just he's so good at it. Uh, just lots of flexibility, um, just really high accuracy. Um, the other one I want to talk about, it's a little bit of a meme, but I want to talk about Meltz again. Um, he's my MVP pick for Harmony Tier. I feel like he's still relying on his Genji a lot, and I feel like the Jetpack Cats need to let him play on his own. I feel like they're giving him a lot of resources, hoping that he'll pop off, but he can't carry the team by himself. So I feel like once they kind of let him play and get around that, he'll do a little better. But he's got a bigger hero pool than Genji, and he needs to start using um and triage uh i i I talk about maelstrom a lot i talk about i I talked about them being in the finals if you if you go back and watch the vod for the maelstrom versus jalapenos match uh they ended up having a dc and uh, maelstrom did they two character two players uh disconnected they had to reset their ultimates they came back they got steamrolled on junker town and triage managed to hold them at the at the door with his sniper with his widowmaker and just popped off two three four at a time and they just couldn't get out the door um he really he really helped uh bring that one back for to make that 4-0 happen for mills my man kurt getting some love <laughs> finally right <laughs> he's he's so huge for us he plays everything like every role like when we talk about a flex player he's just full flex like yeah, uh he, he can play support too so he fills for that in scrims whenever we're missing people he just every everything he, he plays it all uh, and picking him up for Illusion was probably the best move or one of the best moves I made, I think, since since picking up Jewish Missile um, early last season. Um, he's, he's honestly, he's I can't vote for him, I don't think, for MVP of the season because he's on my team, but I, man, I would time and time again. Yeah, Kurt, finally getting a little bit of love. Be after the, the, the problems that, that he dealt with last season. I think he's moved on. I think he's. I think both both all the groups of players that came from that team are in better places now. I think we can all agree on that. Um, True. <laughs> uh, DPS returning in the harmony tier. Now, there's a lot that moved on to the high tier. Um, for me, one player that sticks out to me is, and really somebody who could make a huge impact this season, kind of depending on how things go, is Gecko. Um, I think Gecko is a really integral piece of the success either the success or failure of illusion i highlighted before gecko's inconsistency now if we see that change going into this season and especially with the meta kind of shifting a little bit away from you know heroes that in the past he struggled with into more heroes he's strong with i I think we could see him make a huge impact uh but again really the dps that i want to talk about and if you go back and watch the i mean i'm talking about my potatoes i'm repping my potato shirt today but Uh-oh. if it, I want to talk about Captain Wessels. I watched that overtime vod back, or the vod I did with overtime, Eichenwald. Now he he flexes between support and DPS. It was a McCree clinic he put on. He completely controlled pretty much the entirety of the map on his McCree. I really want to see the Fighting Potatoes utilize Captain Wessels in a DPS role more. I think that will be integral to their future success. I would like to see that happen again and again, but, you know, we'll see what they want to do. I don't know. I'd be, uh, Specs, you haven't weighed in on this one yet. I, I know Harmony DPS is a tough one. There's a lot yeah. of new, there are a lot of new Harmony DPS. That, 
I, th- I think in both tiers, that's really the case, though. Yes. Um, but, you know, specifically in the Harmony tier, I, th- I think, you know, Melts, Trios, and Kurt are the, the three that really stand out. Um, mm. You know, the, from what they've done last season and, you know, seeing what teams are on this season and what they can do with the people around them, I think those three are, are really the ones to watch for. Yeah, I think that's those are all fair. That's absolutely a fair statement here. Um, and there's so many good new returning players that are coming in here. Or, I'm sorry, new players that are coming in. New returning is a very dumb thing to say. Uh, that's not, certainly. Not, <laughs> I didn't say that. Certainly not what I meant. Uh, another player I will bring up is Abe. Um, I think yep. Abe on the spare change. Um, in order for a spare change to be successful, Abe needs to have an All Star caliber season. He will. Abe, Abe, is uh, a, yeah. Abe is a good I player, agree. and he's finally off yep. of his Walmart connection. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that being uh, with that, but anyways, I want to move on now. Let's go to the tanks. Tanks are my thing. I love my tanks. I actually want to talk about an off tank first. Off tank here that I want to talk about is the GM for the Holy Jalapenos, Bethcon Two. Now we saw Beth last season on Solo Cup, rip Solo Cup. Everybody pour one out. Uh, so Beth was very important to their success last season. Did not play a ton of map. Usually played two maps, kind of splitting the role with Gios um, on that off tank role, typically playing the Diva in their goats. But you know they call them Beth bombs for a reason, guys. Uh, Beth is a, a a strong leadership voice for that team, and is absolutely integral to the success of the Holy Jalapenos. And I think the Holy Jalapenos will succeed because of her leadership. Uh, She's also a doctor. She's very smart. Yeah, very I was going to say Dr. Beth yeah. Gondio. Right, that's that's Dr. Beth now. Okay, uh, moving on now. Also, we have uh, Crispy uh, from Maelstrom. Again, we talked about that team being success, and I think a lot of that is because of the continued improvement we've seen from last season to this season of Crispy. I think we need to continue to see that improvement from Crispy if they want to stay contenders throughout the remainder of the season. But I do believe that Crispy is going to be a, a strong tank contender when we get to the end of the season, potentially an all-star, you know, that that looking really strong on that Maelstrom squad and is really kind of the linchpin of that team working out. Obviously you have triage popping heads very frequently on that Widowmaker, but Crispy is a huge part of that squad, getting that team going in a positive direction here. And we need to continue to see that improvement from them in order to get to where we kind of expect them to be right now. We've, we've all kind of made a prediction about Maelstrom being a major contender here. So again, the big test this week for them, we'll see if they can avenge last season's loss. Uh, last one is Gilamed. Now Gilamed is coming back here on main tank for Comets. He missed week one. You got to figure that made a huge impact for that team. Gilamed is a very good player and really that veteran leadership that that team needed. Uh, put him and Kitty Baca on that front line. Comets is going to be a sneaky good team. And, you know, Shortbread is obviously a talented DPS. We've seen that. Uh, we had, know they have other talented players on that team as well. I, I, can, I expect to see them be successful as the season goes on. They might not be a top tier team, but I do expect to see them at the very minimum in that wild card hunt. And I think Gil is going to be a main reason as to why that is the case. So, I mean, tanks are interesting. I, I know we got a lot of tank mains here, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. So, specs. And I know you you were thinking of a few people as well here. Yeah. Um. I I really think the one that that does stand out to me, and I I said it last week. I'll say it this week. It's Gil. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing what he can do switching from off tank to main tank this season, I think is going to be a crucial part to that team success. Um, we saw them kind of missing missing him this week and, and what happened with that. Um, 
but you know, I, I, I still think it's, it's going to be okay. Kind of once he's back and once that, that leadership's there. So. All right. Anybody else on the tanks here? I know tanks is tanks is all of our territory yet. No one's speaking up on it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of tanks out mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, I, 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 I cough, on... Jewish missile cough. Yeah. That's <laughs> what? Yeah. That Jewish missile, of course. I'm, I can't I'm, find uh, him. He's Winston. in the back line of the enemy team. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's just there's so many. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, NPC, I cut you off there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. Um, I mean, it's just there's really so many. Uh, you know, I'm 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 looking at at the, at the list, and it just, I just I see so many. Jewish missile was definitely on my list. Um, I just. There's a lot. There's a lot of good tanks out there, and um, I I feel like I feel like the the best tanks, you know, just just like with DPS, a lot of them moved up into into the Discord tier. I would agree um, with that. You know, so so there's there's a lot of people on my list right now, but a lot of them are new players, and I guess we'll talk about those next week. Yeah. Um, but definitely, there's there's a lot of great tanks that moved up from season two into the Discord tier soon. I'm so happy to hear you think about my play like that, NPC. I appreciate it, but I mean, he said a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. That could that, or could not include. Th- there you. are some players in Discord here that don't belong. I'm just uh, myself, but uh, you know, you're there. So at least he knows. <laughs> he knows people who can get him there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Let's move on now to the Discord tier. Let's start with the supports. And uh, Nick, you had a few you wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, I had two actually from the same team. Um, the Harmony and Chaos supports. Um, as good as Steve Buscemi is, uh, I think that having Shadow Fear and Cav as supports is just going to enable him to do his thing. Um, a lot of Harmony and Chaos success, um, even though they have players like Maxis and Steve Buscemi, uh, I think Shadow Fear and Cav are just such an integral piece to that. Uh, and the other one I did want to talk about was Arise. We've spoken about him time and time again. Um, last season all all season last season um he's just he's the the best support in in the community right now um i w- i wanted it so badly to put smirk on that list um but that's new players um so i i couldn't do that but in terms of returning players arise is just the top top support in the community i don't think anybody will disagree with that no no i don't think um, anybody will but can I can I just say that again? We're talking about all these really great supports. There are so many across so many teams here right now. Um, it's kind of crazy how much talent there is on the support line uh, for these teams. Uh, but the, the one who stands out to me, and you kind of touched on him, but I'm going to touch on him again. Is Shadowbeard? Um, I think he deserves to be credited with a ton of what Harmony and Chaos's success was last season. You know, looking at what he did for that squad is a really incredible support play. His Ana is outstanding. I think Arise is really the only Ana who is a a, a player who sticks out to me. Uh, that is a Arise is the only player who sticks out to me that is a, a superior Ana to Shadow Fear. Um, but chat's talking about it. I'm going to talk about it now. He's back. Coach Solo Cup from season two, season one All Star DPS. Uh, but still. All-star. Uh, Zuby, produ- producer, production bot Zuby, is back. 
playing support for that tough luck team and he looks really good um tough luck we kind of memed on them last week a little bit and i think everybody's kind of eating their words a little bit after the 4-0 uh that they put on 3-1 thank Sorry, you very much 3-1 yeah. <laughs> uh it is an emotional 4-0 um <laughs> after the 3-1 over invictus i think people are maybe respecting tough luck a little bit more um but zuby i think is a huge part of whether or not tough luck is going to be successful this season you know pair him with Vitz on that support support line a good looking team there absolutely you can't beat those last minute roster changes uh <laughs> you know really to shake shake up the uh, expectations a little bit um I, I feel like i feel like somebody that really stood out for me was hybrid uh on the ana uh i mean you know i remember when when gravity was uh playing in the season two uh finals uh, shadow fear was the ana i prepared for the most as main tank he hit the sleeps he hit the grenades it was clutch um and we faced off against hybrid again on otaku in that uh finals match and even even in that uh feature match on sunday that hybrid landed the grenades that that made it work mm -hmm. uh just an amazing amazing support player i would agree with that wholeheartedly um so we're going to move on here, guys, uh, trying to breeze through this one a little bit here. Uh, DPS, NPC, you had a few big names in that DPS line. I got big names, big names. All right, Courage, all right? He's he's front runner for MVP right now. Uh, big reason why uh, the Meteors are doing as well as they are. Um, and then I also, uh, I picked, speaking of Meteors, Red Gear. He came back. He had left us for a bit. He went to play in some uh, open division teams, uh, but now he's back. He's on Eclipse. He's he, he's there with the Eclipse boys, and uh, I can't wait to see him pop off. He he was kind of a meme. He was a one trick Reaper for a while, Still but no, uh, no, nah, nah, nah. he's he's got some other heroes. He's got some other heroes in his hero pool now. Uh, Reaper may still be his best and his main go to, but I feel like he pops off on the Ash as well. Some so sometimes you know it's a shame. That I don't want his head to get too big. It's a shame that Reaper isn't seeing a uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of play these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Rough. I haven't seen him in in Odegil at all. Uh, and the last one I picked was O Stories. O Stories. O Stories. Uh, you know that's a serious contender on basically every hit scan. Uh, every game you watch, it's O Stories. <laughs> uh, can I? I, I'm I'm gonna chime in here. I know uh, Specs. I know you wanted to get on this one too, but I, I need oh, to yeah. chime in really quick with Dally. Um, oh yeah, we saw it last night. I'm just gonna say Dally again. Dally, just leaving it at that. Dally 7K Symmetra, and now Specs. I, I made this list before that play, though. By the way, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead, Specs. Yeah, you know, I, I just can't wait to see Dally play on Temple of Anubis this season. That's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, you know, I. I I really like the the three you have there. Um, you know, speaking of O stories, it would have been four O if Prodigious didn't kind of forfeit last week, the last map. So we're, we'll just throw that one out there too. Um, but I think the the Sugar Rush DPS not being there is is kind of surprising. Um, individually, I can kind of get it, but as a as a you know DPS line, Guac and and Lays are fantastic, and you know those two are very very scary to play against. And if that team's going to have success, it's going to be off the back of those two. So kind of surprised they're not there, but I think the three you have are, are very, very solid. It's hard to narrow it down to three one. There's just so many good DPS yeah. players that moved up into the Discord tier from last season. It's yeah. really hard. 
hundred percent. I don't think there's any doubt about that. There's that's the thing. There's so many really good returning players. Um, I'm gonna go into the tanks actually real quick now here, guys. Uh, the tanks that I picked out. He's back, season one all star, the mightiest of bears. Cryptic Force has returned, everyone. Uh, and Cryptic Force is the main tank right now for Eclipse. Now, I will say that I think a lot of people have noticed that you know Cryptic Force in season one was seen as a one of the best, if not the best, main tanks. This season or last season, Open Division, I think a lot of people noticed him struggling. Really wasn't seeing a lot of success. You know, and then coming into this season early on, really seemed to struggle a little bit in the uh, preseason tournament. Map one here, or match one against One Last Ride, didn't really see a lot of success. But in order for that team to be successful, they need Cryptic Force to step up to the plate. If he doesn't step up at the plate and really get back to some of those skills that made him a more successful tank in season one, he needs to exercise a little bit more restraint, needs to play a little bit more around his team i think he plays too quickly sometimes but if he can do those things eclipse will be successful but everything completely relies on cryptic force getting back to the strength that we have seen from him in the past so i think i think cryptic force is going to slow down a little bit once he's in orissa jail yeah um because i mean that's just where the meta is going exactly he's not going to play orissa though He's, not, he's gonna be playing the hog. He's oh, gonna be playing the hog. And then okay. sleepy on the so, Arisa. That is true. Yep. That is okay. true. All right. All right. So, well, he's pop. still no mobility there. He's gonna slow down a bit. That's so. true. He's gonna have yeah. to. Yeah. So uh the next tank I want to talk about, and I, I think it was the tank that kind of slid under the radar all season last season, but was for the team that finished with the best regular season record, and that was Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, it we saw his really good Reinhardt play last season. Like his Reinhardt was outstanding. Now, granted, it helps when you have Shadow Fear and Cavalier healing you, but he also was able to do a lot of that work on his own, and he was doing a great job. Early on in this season, I think there was a lot of doubters for Harmony and Chaos. I think Steve Buscemi was definitely being overlooked by a lot of people. By season's end, people knew who he was because they were too busy trying to peel their faces off of his hammer. So I, I think Steve Buscemi this season needs to be the one to have a, a needs to step up to the plate there's a lot of really good discord tanks out there right now we've seen a lot of good tanks coming into the community you know i look at rock jumper for tough luck being one that really stands out to me you know as a really excellent main tank uh you know obviously we still have silent monkey uh with insta lock you know we have uh, uh players from commit I, i'm having trouble with the name is slipping on my main tank but blew me away um when we watch them or when i watch back that vod uh it's just there's so many good main tanks but in order for harmony to stay relevant they need steve buscemi to continue to step up to the plate and perform the last main tank i want to or the last tank i want to talk about is hqc for meteors meteors had a ton of changes from last season if you compare last season's meteors to this season it's almost a completely different team there's really i believe only two carryovers two. arise yeah, in hqc HQC also plays for uh played for the lower tier of Ascension or the, the secondary team for Ascension. HQC is an integral team or integral part of that team's success. They need him to continue to play at a high level. We kind of saw at the beginning of the season, I think everybody really respected HQC. By season's end, I think a lot of people maybe exposed him a little bit. I think he was starting to get a little too aggressive in that GOATS lineup for them when they were running GOATS. And when they weren't running GOATS, I think he carried some of that aggression forward and it hurt him. Um, 
It helps when you have a rise healing you, for the record. But I think the aggression really started to get punished by a lot of teams, and I think that's part of the reason why we saw Meteors near that bottom of the playoffs consistently throughout the season. I need to see HQC step up and really... He pairs, he pairs really well with Cool Sam for the Meteors on that tank line. It's a, it's a spooky little... I mean, Meteors, we've, we've talked about how good they are. But HQC needs to be successful for Meteors to have a, a that 15-0 season that I've talked about them potentially having. So, I don't know. Tanks, again, these are your specialties, guys. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll kind of kick it off here first. I love HQC as a person. He's great. Um, but when I outplay you on main tank, it's hard for me to respect you. Oh my god, he just did that. God, I, just damn. I, I did it. Oh. God damn. It, it happened. It happened. The man has I a family. Oh. I can't forget that. He's a great player, and I, I think he's a very, very solid. What was the phrase you used earlier? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut? Y yep. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did. I'm not going to lie about that, but it still happened. Um, and if I can expose him, anybody can expose him. Ouch. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think that's the only thing with HQC there. Um, I, I think Cryptic's great. If only someone on this podcast had an alt account named after him. And then, uh, you know, Steve is definitely up there too. So I, I think those three are, are solid choices. Um, but I, I think we're missing some off tanks there. And I think Cracker Boy and Kingdom are the two that really stand out to me there. So. Cracker Boy and Kingdom. Uh, NPC and yeah. would oh, Sorry, yeah, go ahead, um, I was just going to say, um, y'all are on the, y'all are really like just going over my boy Booth from Invictus. We're so biased. His leadership on that team is just so good. Um, I see what he's trying to do for the team, uh, you know, and his leadership is going to be a huge thing going in and it's going to be part of what, what's going to make them successful or unsuccessful. It's going to be on him. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to mention booth. Um, I was, I was going to put some, put some ointment on that burn from HQC and say that, uh, I think HQC is back. I, I feel like I, I saw his play and I feel like, yeah, you're right. He lost some respect there in season two, but I feel like he's he's backgrounded and he and he pairs well with his his team right now mm -hmm. and I feel like I feel like he's back and he's got it under control. Oh, yeah. Um but uh I feel like I want I want to I'm going to go back to uh some some off tanks. I want to talk about specs. No, wait, that's not right. I want to talk about why no, you don't. We want to no, talk well, not a returning player. Well, that's not a returning player. You're absolutely right. Oh my gosh, I'm throwing. Okay. Uh I I did <laughs> I did want to talk about Booth and I want to talk about uh, Silent Monkey. Mm -hmm. Silent Monkey was uh, someone I wanted to talk about. He, he, I play. I played with him a little bit. Uh, he's just good guy, good leadership on the field. Like you know, as a main tank should be. He's out there calling positioning. I feel like I feel like he's going to help Instalock out a lot if they can just kind of get their act together, which I'll talk about a little bit more. I feel like yeah. I feel like the big thing with Silent Monkey is sometimes he gets in his own head. Like when he plays well, he plays very well. His aggression is top notch. Um, but sometimes he gets in his own head, and it's almost like he he starts feeding because of it. You know, it's kind of that fine line he walks between successful aggression and feeding. And hmm. you know, he got helped a lot by that really good support line for Multi Four last season. He's gonna need that same amount. I mean, we got Trash and we got Sacred Walrus for Instalox. So it's a good support line, but you know, I'm just saying. And again. We talked. We said his name, and I kind of went a little bit more the quote unquote underrated tanks for mine. But you can't forget Kingdom. The guy was the runner up for MVP last season. Like he's an insane player, an insane tank, good leadership, knows how to 
he's got excellent in-game awareness. Like he he knows how to play off tanks probably better than I would wager probably better than most teams in this or most off tanks, if not all the off tanks. I think he's his, the best off tank. Yeah, I think the sure. I think his diva is easily the best. I don't think it comes close. I think his Diva is by far the best in the whole community. I think his Zarya is more than competitive. And his Roadhog, I know by his own admission, he'll say his Roadhog is easily his worst main tank. But, you know, I have his, his, his game sense is insane. I know he's going to get that Roadhog up to par. So as long as Diva's in the game, she's going to stay relevant because she can eat ults. So, you know, that being said, I, I think we've beaten the tanks in the ground. A bunch of tank mains talking about tanks. Go figure um <laughs> uh like again week one's in the books guys we wanted to show uh i did collect some plays uh for the week one plays montage here uh guys if you want to have your plays submitted in please send your plays again these are plays from the actual community matches not scrims but your weekly scheduled matches these are plays that you submitted on that channel to me i included every single one of them that wasn't already featured in the comms video uh for you guys to take a look at so here you go All right, thanks for sending in those plays, everyone. Please send in more plays uh, coming up here with week two. Love to feature them. Love to give you guys a little shout-out on the on the podcast here. Again, there's no better, no better way to get your name out there than doing things like that, submitting your content to the community so we all can see it. 
if you want your name to get out there, if you want to show up maybe on some all-star ballots, you want to get talked about on the podcast, there's no better way than making sure you expose yourself through something like that, exposing yourself in a legal way by showing us your place. So moving on here now, guys, time for predictions, which everybody looks forward to. Uh, we're going to have, uh, again, we're going to kind of work through these fairly quickly, uh, but we will stop to discuss a few of these. Uh, we're going to start off, again, going through the Discord picks here. Uh, Alt F4 taking on Sugar Rush next week. We do see a split uh, panel here with just myself going to Sugar Rush. Otherwise, community also going with Alt F4 as well. Next one here is Harmony and Chaos taking on One Last Ride. Uh, the panel as a whole picked Harmony and Chaos, but the community disagreed. You all went with One Last Ride. It'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. Moving on now is Commit versus Otaku. The panel has entirely selected Commit here to show up and take down Otaku, the Season 2 champions, and the battle of 1-0 and o teams. The community also agrees with that as well. Moving on now to the fourth match that we're going to show up here, and we're going to have a little discussion about this one. It's Aimbots taking on Prodigious. Interesting matchup here. Aimbots showing up big, taking down the 3-1 victory last week against Harmony and Chaos, the Season 2 champion. I'm sorry, the Season 2 best regular season record. Uh, and Prodigious, a team that really stood out in the uh, preseason tournament, and then also took a 3-1 victory last week against Alt F4. An interesting matchup there, guys. Uh, I have to say, and, and taking a look here again at the picks, NPC, you're the only one of us who went with Prodigious. Uh, look, I I'm big fans of the Ambots, okay? Juke and Savage, I'm, I'm very envious of their hair. They've got serious flow going on. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I really envy it. Um, you know, they got, I mean, I look at their lineup, they got Juke, Savage, Pastry, they're great players. But when I look at Prodigious, I, I see Kaizen and Top, and I just see their DPS, and I, I don't I don't know that Aimbots is going to have what it takes to take them down. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But um, when, when I look at it, I just I look at their DPS, and I think Kaizen and Top are going to take them down. You know, I, I can understand why. I can understand why you're saying that. I, I do. But oh, uh, when I look at what we're looking at with that team, I have to say, Aimbots just looks good. Like we we I, I, it was kind of became a meme last season. Don't underestimate the aimbots, you know. And obviously aimbots fell short last season, but it's an entirely different aimbots now. There's no white knight on this team anymore. It's just Savage's team. And really, for me, everything boils down to the supports on that team. Pastry and Juke are so good. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. such good support players, and they're so level headed. Like they have the the attitudes are completely different on aimbots. If you listen to the comms last season, aimbots were kind of going at each other at times. Like it was nasty. Like you know they were blaming each other with every single team fight loss. They were at each other's throats. It was not good. It's an entirely different aimbots team. The only presence from last season is just savage, and it shows. You know, Sav oh, yeah. Savage took that moniker on, took the aimbots brand. And he's made it into a very scary-looking team. I have to say, I, I'm I'm blown away with what they're doing right now. Uh, Specs, Nick, any thoughts on that? Um, talking about the uh, how they keep cool and and composed, I think Juke is is a big factor in that. Um, just he he's just such a smart player, a uh, really good support player too. Um, I, I really don't think people should sleep on the aimbots. Continuing the uh, the meme from last season. Um, they're they're looking really good, and, and I'm happy that they are. 
Speaking, we, we talked about last season, by the way, about underrating Just Savage. I will point out that during the tank conversation, none of us talked about Just Savage. We did it again. We're forgetting about Just Savage again. What the hell is wrong with us, guys? Ugh, Specs, bail me out yeah. here, man. Uh, so, may or may not have scrimmed aimbots very recently. And um, you know, I, I think their best player hasn't even been mentioned yet. It's Hyde. Him, I, on, him, on, him on DPS is scary absolutely scary um savage's leadership though is is there though and uh you know that that's very solid a, a great backbone and i think it's really allowing him to shine and show more what he can do uh on an individual level as well as having an actual team around him this year so quick update by the way here before we move on to the next predictions uh as you know the sugar rush frantic lava cat match had to be rescheduled to tonight that is ongoing right now sugar rush is up 1-0 after taking Li Zhang 2-1 so 1-0 Sugar Rush currently. We'll continue to update any updates we get throughout the remainder of the stream here. After the stream is over, everyone, please go to twitch.tv forward slash lightrose if you want to watch this match as a Sugar Rush stream. I don't have a Frantic Lava Cat stream to go with, so go check out Light Rose's stream after this after the podcast is over. We'll have that information for you in the chat when that time comes as well. So moving on. Uh, Looking at the remainder of the predictions here, we have Frantic Lava Cats and Infius Gaming. Again, Frantic Lava Cats, kind of an unknown commodity right now. Infius Gaming, uh, after that uh, initial loss to Meteors, uh, panel going with Infius Gaming, but the community and Nick differing here, going with Lava Cats. Uh, moving on now, Tough Luck versus Eclipse, and I think people stopped memeing on Tough Luck because the entire panel predicts a 4-0 for Tough Luck beating Eclipse. So, Kingdom... Y'all got respect now. Moving on now, number uh, next prediction here is Meteors versus Renovadio. Renovadio looking here, uh, coming off that tough loss against Otaku. Specs still a believer in Renovadio, all things considered. Meteors, though, predicted by the community and the remainder of the panel here as well. And then finally, the last match we wanted to talk about is Instalock versus Invictus. Specs, this is your team. I know you're not predicting here. Split panel as well. I got a 4-0 on I got a 4-0 on Instalock, and it's mostly because I don't believe in anything that Nixol has ever touched. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had no hand in Invictus, by the way. So. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. It's all booth. It, it has nothing to do with that. My, I think Invictus. I think Instalock is hungry to bounce back. I think they felt a little embarrassed. I think they had higher expectations coming into this season, and losing That's fair. losing 4-0 to commit. I think is going to light a fire under people like Kuna and Frosty. I I would not want to be Invictus right now because Instalock is going to be angry and Kuna is going to click a lot of heads. So it's okay. We just target they just target Specs who feeds and it's a five v six. Yeah, I know Specs is going to feed, but during that time Kuna is going to click two heads. So mm -hmm. game okay. plans. Game now, plans. That, so I I went I went. Uh, I can't I can't agree with that. I went Invictus 3-1 on this, and I, I went that way. I think Instalock have the talent to win this, but they need to shape up and play together. We, I talked earlier about how playing together is the key. Uh, they had a really tough game last week. Commit is a top-tier team, and Instalock, I, I, I don't know. I think Yeti seems to think they're going to light the fire. I feel like their morale is down. Oh. Uh, I, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like maybe, I don't know. Um, I mean, I just saw Invictus. They they took the last map away from Tough Luck. They avoided that four zero. Um, they've been playing together a while. Uh, they've got Booth. They've got Smirk. 
I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. It really is going to be close, but I, I gave it to Invictus just because I feel like I just didn't, I saw Insulok fall apart towards the end. Um, Specs, I, I want to give you a chance to banter a little here. Do you want yeah. to say anything? Yeah, he's right. Okay. All right. You heard fired it here up. for over... Fire, fired up's a word. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on now, guys. Uh, we go on to the Harmony tier. We have actually two features in the Harmony tier this week. We'll get to some details on one of the features here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to have a little talk about what's going on with that. NPC has a lot of details, so we'll we'll discuss that in just a moment here. But first and foremost, uh, in the Harmony tier, we have Boop taking on Karma. Uh, the panel, in the majority, is picking Karma correctly. Nixal, incorrectly, is picking Boop to win this one 3-2. Um, I'm not biased at all. I feel like I feel like not karma, revenge, by the way, not at all. I feel like I feel like Karma has they have what it takes to win this one. But if Boop does manage to win, it's because they've got a chip on their shoulder. I mean, you know, a lot of them have something to prove, uh, especially to the Karma team. So I feel like I feel like that's their motivation. And if they do win, it's because of that. I'm just mostly angry and dick right now. Just gonna be honest. With Listen, you. Yeti, I, I love you. Um, I, I just think that I, I think. Boop needs the motivation, um, kind of needs that boost, and 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 I'll back them a pity vote as much as I can. All right. I mean, I, listen. I, if if I had room for Jaeger Fox, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. Um, I don't think it's a secret anymore. We wanted to have Alayla as DPS on the team, so uh, they have the pieces that are there. It's just they got to make it work. Moving on in the harmonies here, we have Maelstrom taking on the Fighting Potatoes. The panel and the community all picked Maelstrom here. Uh, four O's abound, except for me. I picked 3-2. I think it's going to be a map 5, again, for the Fighting Potatoes and the core of Maelstrom. But I think Maelstrom prevails here with a 3-2 victory. Uh, looking at the next match here, we have Jalapeno, or the Holy Jalapenos taking on the Jetpack Cats. The community and myself have gone with Jetpack Cats correctly. Uh, Holy Jalapenos, the rest of the uh, panel is going with here, guys. It's a split decision on that one. Uh, we'll see how that one pans out. Both teams looking to bounce back from tough 0-4 losses. So both teams looking to make an impact this coming week. Uh, and then the next one here is our first, or one of our feature matches this week. And we have some details on that. Obviously, you see the picks here, guys. It's a sweep for spare change, um, but uh, NPC, you have some details about some things that have been going on right now for Undead Battery. Yeah, uh, so just this morning, uh, the team captain for Undead Battery, caps were used, uh, decided that he was just going to close down his team. He just he felt like he, he was having a hard time recruiting players. He was down to five uh, and ended up uh, deciding to leave the community. So uh, the four remaining players did want to continue to play. So I've kind of picked those players up and we're putting them back together. We're having open tryouts uh, tomorrow at uh, 8 Eastern. So if you want to join, uh, hit me up and we can you can try out for uh, the un undead battery. Redead? <laughs> re we're not sure exactly what we're going to call it. It's going to be undead battery. It's the same four players that we had last week. Uh, so we are going to continue with that team. It's not going to be like a 4-0. They're not going to be a placeholder. So it's actually going to be undead battery. Um, so we are looking for some positions on that. Uh, but we are, uh, we do have five already. Uh, we're looking to add up to eight or nine players. So um, if need be, I'll even play if I need to. So uh, we are going to play Spare Change. And um, 
it's it's going to be a mixed bag. We're going to see what we get in tryouts. I can't really make a prediction at the moment. I did pick Square yeah. Change 4.0 earlier, but uh, now, now that uh, things are different, now, now. I'm, I'm kind of GMing the team at yeah. the moment, uh, <laughs> so it's a little different. Uh, but I, I believe it's going to be a good show at least. So we're not going to, you know, we're not just going to get rolled over. Things have changed here, guys. There's no question about it. Um, you know. I have to give a ton of credit to the players on uh, on Undead Battery who have elected to stick it out. We did see a team last season in Meta Rejects who was made up of leftovers. Um, week one, they had a captain. Week two, they didn't. Captain quit. Abandoned the team. Who took over? Kingdom took over. Took Meta Rejects to the playoffs. It It's not over for Undead Battery. You know, they got now a really good leader in their place. NPC is a father figure. Hashtag. Uh, it's... It's Undead Battery will be back. Will they be back this week against Spare Change? It's way too early to say. You know, I, I will say that Spare Change, everything again relies on the success of Abe for that team to be successful. Abe needs to be a leader, and Abe needs to be a star DPS in order for that team to really have the success that I think they're capable of having. So that being said, it's hard to it's really is hard to predict this week. We don't really know what's going on with Undead Battery. Um so it's it's going to be interesting to see, guys. Stay tuned. We'll see a lot of changes with Undead Battery coming up, and I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen on Sunday because we're going to basically see an entirely new team birthed and coming forth, and we'll see what they can do. Uh, Specs, Nick, any thoughts on this one? Not really. Um, Tough to say, isn't I, it? I think yeah. It's pretty straightforward with what's been going on. I mean, with, with the team kind of disbanding and trying to reform. Um, even without that like happening, I still pick. I was still would have been picking uh, spare change. I think they're a really good team. Uh, I think they just didn't have the chance to show it uh, in, in week one. I mean, they did take a map off DDoS. DDoS isn't exactly a bunch of slouches, I don't think. So. Um, yeah, no, I I think that spare change looks like a really good team for being for being new for being you know just Abe and a bunch of new players. I feel like spare change is actually one of the stronger recently formed teams uh within a couple of weeks of the season starting so i would agree with that we're gonna move on now through the rest of the harmony tier guys uh we have illusion taking on the minty hippos uh we have a split panel again here uh with uh, myself and npc picking the minty hippos nick sorry buddy uh you did pick boop just saying <laughs> so... yeah but you, you voted against this week one yeah, That's two weeks in a row, Yeti. But I'm I hurt. I had good reason in week one. It's not like you did, won in week did one. Did you, though? Did you, though? I mean, yeah, but still, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Specs went back to Illusion here. The community also picking Illusion as well. It'll be. A, I think this one's going to be a really good match, for the record. Uh, moving on now to the next match is Comets versus Pathified Pythons. Uh, Pythons, again, also going through a little bit of turnover right now. They're trying to rebuild some of the uh, parts of that team. Uh, panel picks Comets with the, the return of Gilamed, uh, looking to see Comets come back and take this one here. And yes, triage is correct in chat, by the way. It is in my contract that I cannot offer <laughs> things. So, <laughs> DDoS taking on Overtime Gaming. Both teams coming off of victories 3 1 in the first week. Um, I went with Overtime. Everybody else picking DDoS. Overtime's a good team, y'all. Just saying. Don't, Billy Gott and that team, they look pretty darn good. So, um, they do. We will see where that team goes. And last but not least is the, in my opinion, the best match of the week for both tiers. That is Careless Pandas taking on Vitamin C in a rematch of the Discord or the Harmony Tier preseason tournament finals. Guys, 
Tales Pandas, we 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 sung their song from the mountaintops. I think everybody we we've all said fifteen and zero might not lose a map all season. That team just looks strong, top to bottom. But then there's Vitamin C. He looked really good in the preseason tournament too. So we kind of split the panel here. Now I will point out we did have one person pick the pandas to lose, and that was Nick. Nick, you got some faith in vitamin C here. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, I like the underdog pick. Um, I definitely think that vitamin C, they're they're really good. Um, don't really know what happened to them in the preseason uh, finals, but. I think they can definitely bounce back, uh, win this one. For me, honestly, the way that I picked this was, it, it was hard for me. Um, not going to lie, it was, it was like a coin flip toss. Like, I I was hesitant between both. I still think that, I still think, despite the showing um, from the preseason and week one, that that uh, Pandas are going to be out first round of the playoffs. Um, that That's for sure. I'm sticking to it. Double down. I like it. Bold. A bold prediction, sir. I mean, here's my thing. I, I said last week the Pandas could go 15-0. I still stand by it. I mean, I think this is going to be the defining week as to whether or not that prediction comes to fruition. I think if we see Pandas come out and get a controlling 4-0 victory, beginning-to-end domination with vitamin C, I don't see them losing the rest of the season. So... It, it, this is going to be the telling week for what kind of team the careless panda is. It could also be a telling week for what vitamin C is, guys. Vitamin C's got to step up. I mean, they did beat Comets 3-0. But keep in mind, they needed a big C9 in order for that to be as one-sided of a score as it was. If it wasn't for that C9, again, that's a 2-1 against Comets without their main tank. Mm-hmm. Like You can see what I'm getting at here, guys. Which vitamin C is going to show up? The vitamin C who dominated in the preseason tournament until the finals? Or are we going to see the vitamin C that kind of was eh up in the in the Comets match and kind of in the preseason tournament finals? I don't know what you guys have to say about that one. I think it's going to be an interesting match. It's definitely going to be a great match. This is one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, when I look at Pandas, I see Dim Ryan, Yeti, Seaman. Uh, that's why I put the 4-0. Uh, you know, I look at Vitamin C, I see Sushi, Surfy, Normac, great players. I think they, they have the potential. It it could be a lot closer, but uh, like you said, I just, I, I saw them play, I saw Vitamin C play against a crippled Comets, and they still struggled to get that 3-0, and I see the Pandas just kind of effortlessly walking through, and uh, I, that's why I said the 4-0. Specs, I look to yeah. you. Talk some sense into us. Yeah, you know, Nick doubled down on, on Pandas going out in the first round. I'll double down again. They're going to lose four maps all season. Um, if they lose any maps this week, it's hypothetically, if it goes to a fifth map this week, they won't lose two more maps the rest of the season. This team is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The bold statement, sir. Bold, bold prediction from Specs. It we, is. We've all come to expect that as time goes on, uh, gone on here, guys. That's our predictions, guys. That's really the major, the rest of the entirety of the podcast. Again, reminder of the feature matches tomorrow. Careless Panda's taking on Vitamin C at 8.30 Eastern on this Twitch channel. And then Sunday, we have Undead Battery, the reformed, redeaded Undead Battery taking on Spare Change. Guys, make sure you tune in. Those matches should be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope to see you guys there. Uh, but that is the podcast for today. Um, we go to week two. Look forward to seeing you guys next week for NPC Specs. 
and the now or remaining motionless Nick. Hopefully, eventually, we'll have a camera next week. Bye. This is the Ski for Yeti, guys. We're signing off. Have a good night. Experience tranquility.